Hey everyone, welcome back to Living Electric. Alex, I have a very honest question for you. Yes, what is that? Do you like money? Yes, of course. And this is not, we're not talking about a sponsor here. We're talking about <laughs> the costs of ownership in terms of charging your yes. electric vehicle. Do you like yes. to save money? Absolutely. Yeah, good. <laughs> good. Well, we're not, this is not a financial, you know, podcast or anything like that. I just, you know, that it's a hot topic when it comes to electric vehicle car ownership um, or electric vehicle ownership is the cost of charging. You know, there's yes. a lot of unknown factors. A lot of people ask us either through YouTube or social media. And for today's episode, we are going to get into conversations about how much it costs for us to charge our EVs, as well as what you might find in the public and from an industry standpoint with uh, Alex's background. Definitely. Definitely. But before we get into that... Yep. We left last episode on a cliffhanger, so we got to hear an update here on, yes. on car yeah. shopping. <laughs> so we bought nothing. <laughs> we decided not to buy anything. <laughs> and the reason is, is because we actually, well, okay, I know we cut it off, but basically the car that we were going to order was a, uh, I think it was a 2017 uh, smart car, a smart for two electric drive. It's a mouthful. Um, and we went down to a dealership that was about 50 minutes away. We drove 50 minutes to go drive one and we got in it and we punched and we're like, this is not it. <laughs> it's not it. Yeah. Um, yeah, I just, it just blows my mind that that car was $30,000 brand new and it felt like a Seriously? Yes. Yeah. Wow. Only because it was made by Mercedes. So like wow. a lot of people think it's like a luxury car gotcha. and it had less than 8,000 miles on it and like pieces of plastic were already breaking off. Like the, wow. the roof liner was damaged. Like, yeah. It's a five-year-old car too. So. I know. Jeez. I know. Yeah. So we, we decided to skip that by a bathroom renovation instead. So <laughs> invest in our house. And uh, eventually we're probably going to get electric motorcycles, the land district that's still on our list. Oh, okay. Uh, yeah. yeah. That'd be a nice little, little, uh, zipping around town <laughs> vehicle yeah, yeah. as a second one we can buy two of them for the price of that uh ev that's so point. yeah yeah nice so sorry okay. to keep everybody uh waiting for that answer but <laughs> <laughs> it's answer tough you know i mean it's it's tough too especially in this day and age when it's so easy to like buy a car online which i think is what you did right you ordered it through carvana or something yeah and, the, and that um, was the thing the interest rate was like 11 percent for seriously the, yeah, if we finance through Carvana, that seems absurd. Yeah, wow. Yeah, yeah. The uh, that's that's the tough part because it is so easy to buy stuff online. Like that's that's what I did with my Model Three. I bought it online. I did take a test drive before I ordered it though, just to make sure like I wasn't completely like making a bad purchase by buying this yeah. car. And then I get in and I'm like, this is awful. So yeah. <laughs> that's smart that you actually like went and went and did a test drive to see how yeah. you liked it before you got into all that so yeah yeah you know the thing with carvana is that like if you do order a car you do have seven days to like you know test it out and i think you have like 1300 miles which is actually a lot of um you know driving it's a decent amount yeah yeah so like nice. if you don't like it you could bring it back but you st they still check your credit score you know it could be a ding on your you know credit and yeah yeah it's not worth it <laughs> interesting yeah at least yeah, for so, the smart car right <laughs> <laughs> yeah so we're actually uh give a car shopping update for me um, yes i want to hear this we took mallory's car to the shop um and got some bad news <laughs> oh no <laughs> so uh, uh it's an older car it's like a 2006 i think gmc envoy so um 
big SUV. It's, I mean, it's, it was her, her parents' car. It's like still in their name. She just drives it like when we need the second car. Um, yeah. But she takes my car to work now. Like that car is kind of, the GMC is kind of falling in disrepair. And uh, we brought it in because it was having issues turning, like the power steering, like would work for a few days when we refilled the fluid and then it'd, it'd be shot like within oh, a few days, like something was leaking or not right with that. Oh, no. um and also the abs sensor uh when you would go to break would freak out and think that you're you were slipping on like completely dry pavement so it would start like vibrating like you oh, were no. trying to like adjust the brakes or whatever um that would freak me out yeah and it did that every time you braked. so <laughs> um a little concerning so we brought it in to get those couple things checked out the transmissions had issues too but we never really done anything about that so we just kind of brought it in for the general inspection um, she brought it over there around lunchtime and then she calls me around four o'clock and she's like, okay, here's what they said. They called me and they're like, they started off with, we're very sorry, but <laughs> here's oh, everything. No. Here's basically everything that's wrong with it. And this vehicle is like probably not safe to dr- keep driving, like with everything wrong with it. So there were a bunch of issues with the suspension, the control arms, like all this crap that like just really needs fixed in the car. Um, but they're like, just to get it up and running and like safe to drive is going to be around like $6,000. And then to like get it completely good would probably be another like two or 3000 on top of that. So we're like, that's not worth it on a 16 year old car. So nope. like we're kind of weighing our options now to figure out what we're going to do. Um, cause like even today, like we, it would have been nice to have two cars. Cause like I went to the gym and Mallory went to go shopping and, <laughs> and uh, anytime we go two separate ways, like you kind of need two cars. Um, yeah. So uh, we've thought about a lot of different things. I've kind of been running through it in my head. Do we just get like a cheap EV for me to drive while she's at work or vice versa? Like if, if one of us needs to drive longer distance or do we just get like an e-bike for the summer if I need to like, ride down to the gym and do that um and just kind of pay a little bit right now but i don't know we've got we've got some thinking to do <laughs> yeah. for, for a new vehicle <laughs> i would definitely say so well there's a smart car available if you want That's it I heard. <laughs> yes <laughs> i think just opened up it. yeah right yeah <laughs> i think you would fit in it actually i, I was kind of surprised i've never but, been in a smart car so yeah well yeah you'd be surprised at how much room they have it's uh felt like this weird bubble but i gotta i gotta say no phone call starts off it's a good phone call when it starts off like that like <laughs> right we're sorry yeah. but <laughs> but yeah. it's either a breakup or you're about yeah. to get really bad news which is yeah i guess a breakup <laughs> is bad good. news depending yeah <laughs> yeah yeah they literally said after afterwards they're like if you are going to drive at home like be super careful like our we would recommend towing it back to wherever you're bringing it so oh my like, god we don't really want to pay for a tow truck and we drove it here so <laughs> like, we'll just be super careful <laughs> oh, <no. laughs> so um, what about the lightning you guys are you guys still thinking of holding off for that yeah well that's the thing is like that's where it's probably another year before we can get that realistically um unless we find a dealer that like somebody's canceled their reservation or like we swoop one up secondhand somehow um that a dealer is trying to get rid of but still like that's a pretty expensive car and we've got we're looking to buy a house right now and we're also gonna pay for a wedding next year so (laughs) a lot of (laughs) a lot of big, big expenses coming to uh to our relationship so we're trying to just be smart about things and i think realistically we'll probably go with something cheaper in the short term okay i've updated my pre- spreadsheet we've got the totals here um i want you to guess because i had i had 
at the break, I told you I drove 2,400 miles. So what do you think my total dollar number is for charging between, I'll give you a hint too. I had five supercharging sessions and I charged at home every other day. Are there oranges involved in this story question? <laughs> Alex has eight oranges. Yeah, right. He gives three to his friend. <laughs> and then charged for 30 minutes. Um, I'm going to guess like, hmm, I'm going to say like maybe $200. It's a lot less. It's a lot less. Okay, well mm-hmm. then clearly I'm failing this episode. Um. <laughs> I'm going to say like $125. Oh, you're very close. Okay. So the total is $120 and 78 cents. Nice. So yeah, that was a good second guess there. Good adjustment. Um, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so like I said, just five minutes ago, I don't pay for charging in my garage. So basically what I did is I looked at my utility bill and calculated my cost per kilowatt hour so we really need to do an episode on like what all these power terms mean because it kind of does make sense when you're talking about like costs and trying to do all the math here um but kilowatt hours are essentially like how much energy you use to charge your car um that's what you see on your utility bill you usually see like kilowatt hours used or like usage is usually in kilowatt hours so essentially how much energy you used or how much electricity you used so between um between everything and averaging it out across the month of April i my cost per kilowatt hours was 14.8 cents per kilowatt hour so seems really low but like when you start adding things up <laughs> obviously yeah. it gets a little higher um and i think the us average for cost per kilowatt hour is around 13 and a half cents so i'm like mm-hmm. a little bit above average but uh just for home charging i uh or i didn't i guess i didn't give my total miles either so let me do that first so i said i drove a little bit over 2400 miles so total cost was 120 dollars and 78 cents and that was to drive uh 2484 miles so wow. got a lot out of that obviously <laughs> those 120 dollars <laughs> like took me a long long way um I'm trying to think, equate that to like filling up your tank, like for gas, because you're probably going to need like what six Phillips maybe on a on a gas car at yeah. that point. So, yeah, I would I mean, say so. Like, I mean, say for example, if you get 350 or 350 miles on a full tank, like yeah. just on average, that's a 7.1. Yeah. So. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, a tank's running probably between. 80 some dollars or if not more depending on how efficient your car is yeah. so so and on average i would say most gas tanks are probably about 15 to 16 gallons that's fair yeah so that's 106.5 gallons of gas times like 380 is on average is what yeah, we're seeing that's for what gas i was seeing around 380 to 4 today my math failed <laughs> it said about well actually no no it did not uh 404 dollars to go that distance that you went in your model three okay that seems about right i thought it would be like four thousand. <laughs> <laughs> as everybody can tell i'm not good at math <laughs> yeah so obviously like we don't have gas cars so we can't necessarily compare but you can kind of do the math if you own a gas car and kind of figure out that that cost uh to fill up your tank and equate things but this is definitely a high like driving 
month for us. We did a lot of, we drove, I think every weekend we drove somewhere, um, did a lot of supercharging, five supercharging sessions. I really only supercharge if we are traveling anymore because we've got the, the home charging now. So, um, supercharging alone, this was interesting. So supercharging, at least all the places I stopped charged per kilowatt hour. Some of the superchargers I think are doing per minute still in some states. Is that right? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, it just depends on the state. Yeah, it just depends on the state. But all the ones I had been to were um, dollars per kilowatt hour. So they averaged, or I guess the low end was 25 cents per kilowatt hour. So already that's like 10 cents above what I pay at home. And that went all the way up to $0.36 or $0.36 cents per kilowatt hour on the high end. So like over double what I spend, uh, <laughs> what I spend at home. So, <laughs> wow. With this fast charging, I know like a lot of articles will try to compare like cost of charging to cost of gas and they'll use the supercharging costs, which is like not a fair comparison at all. I feel like, cause that's not where you're charging yeah. most of the time. <laughs> so, yeah. yeah. Um, but that is something to keep in mind that you probably are going to spend more if you are supercharging. You're kind of paying for that convenience versus paying for the fuel at that point or the energy at that point. So um, that's something to keep in mind. But between those five supercharging sessions, I spent $57, $56.99. So wow. not too bad. A little over 10 bucks on average, uh, a supercharging session. So and just terrible. just curious, <laughs> like per session, how many miles of range did that add? your car um anywhere from 100 to a little over 200 depending okay. on the stop so like to fill up like i think it looks like this first stop was like 25 percent to like basically three quarters of a tank if you will <laughs> my <Yeah>. battery <laughs> was 18 dollars. but then i also had like a quick one to add around 100 miles and it was under eight dollars so Really depends on how much you need to charge up, I think, um, and how quick you want to stop. So, yeah, it's it varies a ton. Yeah, I I know. Um, so we haven't had our car as long as you've had yours, and we got a chance to do a uh, supercharging session, going from about like twenty two percent, twenty five percent to about eighty percent. Added about two hundred miles, and I did the math while I was sitting there based on the price of fuel at the sheets I was sitting at. And it was like three sixty five a gallon. I found out that in order the amount of um, range I added to our Model Three would have been the equivalent of a a vehicle getting fifty four miles to the gallon on a cost basis, right? Correct. Yeah. Okay. So yeah, to go to get about two hundred, I think like fifteen miles to be exact, it only costs about sixteen dollars gotcha. um, to you know supercharge. And it was about a twenty six to thirty dollar fill up for a fifty three mile per gallon equivalent vehicle. Yeah. yeah, that's a good way to look at it too, because you're like, uh, like buying an EV cost wise, like for fuel is is kind of the equivalent of buying like a fifty four mile per gallon hybrid, if you think about it that way, like a super efficient gas car. So it really is just like far and above what uh, <laughs> what anything is going to get out of. Uh, any gas car is going to get out of the energy that you put in. So, yep. Um, and before, say, uh, oh, go, oh, go ahead. Sorry, Alex. No, go ahead. Okay, I was gonna, I was gonna show the home charging cost too. Mm -hmm. um, so, super supercharging total was seven hundred and sixty miles, but like I said, a majority of that charging was done at home, and I added around seventeen hundred miles um, home charging, and I spent a little under sixty four dollars. So. Wow. Supercharging, if you remember, was $57. Home mm -hmm. 
home charging was a little under $64. Um, and I added about a thousand miles more home charging, if that like helps illustrate how much cheaper it is. <laughs> so <laughs> that's awesome. Um, which again, I kind of wanted to give the tip here, like of why you don't want to spend so much time at supercharging stations you really only want to fill up enough to get home because electricity is cheaper at home and you're spending less time on the road so yep. <laughs> that's uh that's generally what i do when i'm on trips is i only really stop as long as i need to if i know i've got enough charge to get home if i arrive with 15 percent, it doesn't matter i'm probably plugging in and going to bed anyway because i've had a long day of driving yeah. so <laughs> <laughs> exactly right um but yeah, I think that's it for my spreadsheet. <laughs> that's impressive. Yeah, it's uh, it's funny. Like the more you break down like the cost difference of what it takes to drive a gas car, especially right now with how high gas prices are, you know, if you can afford an EV that fits what you need it to, like it just makes sense. Like you right. save so much more money on on fueling up your car. Yeah. Um. I, I know for us, we never, whenever we charge at home, all of our EVs in the past, we've never char- stopped below 10% unless we like get home with less than 10%. Mm. And we always charge to 80% unless we need to charge to 100%. So typically we're doing about like 20 to 80%. And um, for example, with our Model 3, we typically add anywhere between 40 to 50 kilowatt hours overnight. And that's okay. about $6 at a electricity rate of 13 cents per kilowatt hour here in Cleveland. Gotcha. Um, so that adds about 200 plus miles of range for about $6.50, you know, less than a cup of cold foam cold brew at Starbucks, <laughs> like, as I know depends personally. On fancy, depends on how fancy of a drink you get. <laughs> yes, yes. I, I mean, if you like black coffee, you know, I, I, I like the fancy sugared stuff, but... <laughs> it's funny. But um, yeah, I mean, like if, if if you really think of it that way, I know when the Volt uh, first came out back in like 2011, they always compared that you could charge your vehicle for less than the price of coffee, like a cup of coffee. Mm. And I mean, we we we're charging for about six dollars every charge yeah. here at here at our house. Um, I was gonna say I didn't. I don't think I broke it down kind of day by day, but like when Mallory drives to work and back, um, it's on average around like. 250 per day to like recoup that charging so that literally is like cheaper than the price of co- a cup of coffee <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> to drive to work and back every day and she doesn't have like that long of a commute so yeah yeah it, it really is amazing especially when you kind of break it down to terms where you can like understand it what it's compared to yeah. like yeah like you can get over 200 miles for the cup of coffee that you're going to go buy the next day <laughs> yes yeah yeah pretty impressive so on the topic of public charging um you know one of the the questions that i receive a lot is how expensive is public charging and the thing with the ev industry is that the different networks have different pricing structures um some of them offer memberships where you can get cheaper charging rates others the site host sets the pricing um so you know, before we kind of get like into the details of like the different networks and stuff like that, um, Alex, with your professional background with uh, Shell Recharge, can you kind of give us like some more information of how like you're seeing pricing structured? I've seen it all over the place, to be honest. <laughs> um, <laughs> <Same> um, <here. laughs> it's it's funny because I've been trying to write like kind of some more like professional articles for LinkedIn and stuff. So I like actually was kind of brainstorming this the other day. Um 
I worked the election on Tuesday, so I had a lot of downtime and basically brought my note, notebook to jot some of these notes down. So this is a this is a timely topic. Um, <laughs> Did not plan this. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it worked out well. So yeah, so cost of public charging is kind of a um, a double edged sword. It kind of depends on what your goal with it is too. I think um, if your goal with it is to provide a community amenity, if it's to attract customers if it's really to like appear green or like any of that stuff um, really like the best bet is either making charging free or just making electric or making it cost a little bit more than the price of electricity in the area. So like I gave the example of my electricity costs around 14 cents, uh, cents a kilowatt hour. So maybe like you call it 20 cents a kilowatt hour for people that are coming to charge, just add a little bit of margin on there to cover some of your other costs and stuff, but nothing crazy. Like it's not going to be a big money maker. Um, and the reality is like, I don't know if charging ever is actually selling electrons and selling charging is going to be a big money maker. The, the profit profit is going to come from the customer acquisition. They come in the, they come in the convenience store and spend money on snacks. Like that's, that really is the money maker. And, and that's, that's the way gas works too. Like gas stations don't make a ton of money on, on charging. So it's really, uh, it, it really is, uh, kind of dependent on the situation, but I think like free is always great. If that is kind of your goal is to, to appear green, provide a community amenity, especially with like level two stuff too, because people are usually parking for the day and, and that sort of thing. Um, but you can also make the argument that, if you make it free, then any EV that comes in might plug in there, whether they need to charge or not, which is probably an argument against making it free, which I've, I've kind of gone both ways on it. I, I love free charging stations, but I also realize like if there's a free charging station, people are, might abuse that and might plug in if they don't necessarily need to charge, <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> which we, yeah. we kind of brought up yeah. on our EV et- uh, etiquette episode, right? I mean, yep. Yeah, if you don't need if you don't need to charge, don't take the space. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so, and and with free charging, it's very easy to say, "Oh, I I I need to charge," or like, "I have an EV, so this is a this is a preferred space for me." Um, so, making it cost at least something will deter those people from for and kind of save that space for people that actually do need to charge and are happy spending the 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 money to plug in. Mm-hmm. Um, that's definitely the case for for L twos on the fast charging side of thing. I think you definitely need to pay something, um, especially because it is like meant to be fast and people plug in and are only there for a little bit and then leave. So I think having, um, I think that definitely needs to be paid. So you don't run into that same issue that people are just coming up for the free charging. Um, and I think adding a, uh, I know a lot of non-Tesla charging stations have, have connection fees as well, where you have to pay like a buck or two up front to even plug in. So that kind of deters people from taking up the spot if they're, they don't need to charge as well. Yeah. <laughs> um, where it's yep. like, okay, I, I know I got to be here for 30 minutes, so I don't mind paying that extra $2 because that's kind of negligible after I'm finishing my charging session. Um, so I think that's a, that's something to consider as well. Um, and then the idle fees as well are crucial because <laughs> the, yeah. even if you have free charging, if somebody is sitting there plugged in, and not actively charging, it's probably a good idea to charge them something for taking up that spot. And they probably need to move their car at that point. And that money is a motivator. So it'll, <laughs> if you yeah. if you get a notification <laughs> on your phone, like, Hey, your car's done charging, you're going to get dinged with a $15 uh, idle fee in the next 10 minutes. If you don't move your car, that'll probably get somebody to move their car. So <laughs> uh, yes, yep, <laughs> exactly. 
So it sounds like a lot of like extra fees and stuff, but it is really all about kind of um, making it more controlled and not like kind of influencing EV drivers in a way that's kind of monetary versus saying like, oh, we're limiting the charging station to only a 30 minute like charge. Like we're just going to shut it off after 30 minutes because that's like, what if somebody does need to charge extra and like wants yeah. to pay that extra for that convenience? I feel like you should have the freedom to do that. So yeah. Um, that's kind of my thoughts on that. I was kind of all over the place, but <laughs> no, that's I mean, kind of a, a good initial uh, initial discussion there. Yeah, no, I mean, it, it makes sense. And, you know, the, the tough thing is, is that like all the different charging networks obviously offer different pricing structures. Yes. And, um, yes. you know, and, and the thing, too, that a lot of people have to remember when they're they're shopping EVs is that a lot of the new EVs actually offer complementary charging at specific mm. charging networks. So, um, for example, like the Hyundai Ionic 5, you can get 30 minutes of unlimited free charging for, I believe, two years at Electrify America stations, whereas the Toyota BZ4X, you get charging, uh, complimentary charging at EVgo stations. Mm. So, you know, that's one thing to keep in mind, too. Um, And the other thing to keep in mind is the monthly membership uh, programs that you can participate Mm. in. For example, like uh, Electrify America, you can get their monthly membership where they it's four dollars a month and they remove the uh, session fee, which you mentioned, like the dollar mm, session fee or yeah. sometimes it's so a if you know you're going to be charging a lot. It's probably worth it to get that. Yes. Yeah. And, the, and then they discount the the charging rate, like the, okay. the cost slightly. I mean, it's not like a massive discount, but they right. do they do discount it by a few cents. Gotcha. Um, and then. Another example, the uh, West Coast Electric Highway, they're being replaced by a network called EVCS, which Mm -hmm. I think literally just stands for Electric Vehicle Charging Systems, EVCS. You can pay a monthly subscription. It's like $50 a month for unlimited free fast charging at their stations. Only at those stations, right? Correct. Only at those stations. So that's, that's kind of where like as you're doing research and you're like, you're trying to figure out the cost, you kind of have to remember that these networks do offer benefits. Yeah. You just might have to pay into them. Yeah. Yeah. And it's all over the place too. I mean, every network does it slightly (laughs) different. It's very much like, we're still very much in the wild West. I don't think anybody's like fully figured this out yet. Um, And Tesla's a rare case too. I feel like they've got the best charging experience. They've got like the easiest to use network in my opinion. Um, they make it real easy to pay for charging, but they've also made it clear, like, we're not making money on this. Like, this is basically to recoup the cost of installing the chargers <laughs> and then yes. yeah. and then keeping up with them as well. So, yeah. I don't know. I mean, it's, it's all over the place right now. <laughs> yes. Yeah. I definitely think it is like a case-by-case basis, too, especially for, like, charge point stations, for example, where the yeah. site host determines the price. Like. Mm. Yeah. Uh, there's a brand new um, green level two down the street and it's, it's brand new. It's $4 and 95 cents an hour. Oh my gosh. Almost $5 an hour. Jeez. And like when I see stuff like that, that's a clear sign that they're just literally trying to recruit any money they put into that install. Yeah. But like the station down the street, which is only about 15 cents per kilowatt hour, <laughs> it's busy. You know, like I've never yeah. seen anybody at this new station because everybody's at the one down the street. Like, yeah, yeah. And that's and that's where that kind of influencing uh, driver behavior with those fees and stuff can swing the wrong way, too. Because if you're yes. that is a good thing I always do with all our customers is I kind of look in the area. I see like what are other networks charging if you're putting in a fast charger? 
does it charge faster? Can we charge a little bit more or is it a little bit slower than the, the ones around there? And can we charge less? And um, that's a great example of that. Cause like, why would you plug in for five bucks an hour if you can drive a block down the street and pay significantly less money? <laughs> so. Yeah. Yeah. You know, and to put that into charging terms, you know, that, that charger is rated for about 25 miles per hour of charge. Yeah. So like you're paying $5 for 25 miles of driving range. Like, yeah. No thanks. Yeah. At that point, you <laughs> just, yeah, <laughs> the gas is cheaper in that example. But right. yeah, I just couldn't believe that. Well, it's, it's, it's good to hear that like there's some analysis done in comparing to like what other chargers and like how that charging station can impact your charging because um, I think it's important. Like I kind of wish that like the other networks would do stuff like that um, or at least offered some type of flat rate, like how you see at Electrify America and EVGO yes. stations. Yeah. And that's something I see on a consistent basis because a lot of people installing EV charging, there's nothing wrong with this, but a lot of people are new to it. They have no idea what like is a right price to charge. And I'm sure that's that I'm sure that is not malicious that they're charging the $5 per hour to charge that they just might not know. Like that's yeah. just, yeah, <laughs> that's, that's just true. <laughs> might be the situation. Um, yeah. So I think that's that's something I think the whole EV industry needs to do a lot better is is educating customers on that one install charging. What is a suggested cost? What is a what is a good cost? What is a bad cost? What can we do with all these fees? Like yep. help them understand the pricing a little bit better so they and understand it from the driver perspective as well. Because that's yeah. like I'm sure if you explain to the the people with the five dollar chart five dollar an hour charger that hey like you're way overcharging and that's why nobody's using your charger. <laughs> they would <Yep>. probably, <laughs> probably adjust their fees. So. Yeah. Yeah. And, and I've, I've been told to, to reach out to them, but I mean, it's, it's literally only like two, two to three weeks old. So mm. like every time we drive by it, I'm like keeping an eye on it, but yeah, I've never seen anybody use it yet. So. Right. Yeah. And it's funny too. Cause I, uh, the, the town I live in just put in a bunch of level two chargers at like parks at the rec center and like all these different places. And I went to use it because it was it was public at the time. I plugged in. It said free charging. I like tweeted at the town and stuff to say like, "Hey, thanks for thanks for installing this." And somebody asked how much it was, and I said it was free. And the town replied and was like, "This shouldn't be free. It should be like eight cents a kilowatt hour." <laughs> and I was like, "That's not what the app says." <laughs> so, <laughs> so I I think in a lot of these cases, people assume that like, oh, it's been taken care of, but they don't maybe don't always follow up or don't have an EV to even go test and check it out to see if that pricing is, is correct. So that happens all the time or it gets, I mean, it could get fat fingered too and like plugged in wrong with the wrong charging yeah. fee. <laughs> yeah. So, so maybe that wasn't supposed to be four ninety five an hour. Maybe it's supposed to be. Yeah. Four nine five. Yeah. Right. You never know. So Yeah. Yeah. I mean, yeah, that, that's, you, you hit it right on the head. Like we're still kind of like in the wild west when it comes to the charging aspect of EVs. And I, I think until there becomes some type of standard and not like regulation, like I, I just think that we're going to keep seeing this different price difference. But yeah. um, I mean, but at the same time, the majority of public charging stations are going to be cheaper, if not significantly cheaper than fueling up a vehicle with gas. Oh, like, yeah. 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 Yeah, that's 
kind of a general statement, but it is kind yeah. of what my and personal experience the, has been. And I think the market will kind of work itself out too, not to get too like economic, but like yeah. the reason the reason one random gas station isn't charging six bucks a gallon when one down the street is charging like three eighty is because of that exact reason. Like it's a lot more visible to consumers and they realize like why would I go to that station that's a block away? that a uh, gas station that's a block away when I can, yeah. <laughs> when I can get it for way cheaper right here. So I think once that yep. is more visible and there's more EV drivers on the road, they'll kind of, it'll all kind of work itself out. <laughs> oh yeah, for sure. <laughs> Definitely. Well, I'm trying to what time. Okay. We've been 42 minutes. Oh, another, um, uh, another note I had here that I forgot to bring up is, um, the good thing about pricing is you can change it. Like you're not, it's not set in stone after you install the charger. And a lot of times with these smart and network chargers, you can do variable pricing as well to even control driver behavior even more. So if you've got, uh, especially in places where electricity is way more expensive during the day because of demand charges or whatever else, a lot of times, whatever network is, is operating the station, or if you're, you've got a software platform you've bought from somebody. Usually you can control those and schedule the charging fees as well, which is not something I don't think gas can do right now, at least easily. Um, yeah. I, like we could literally change it by the hour with like our stations if we wanted to, or you could say like, all right, when it hits two thirty, the price price goes up to this because demand charges are higher. And then it goes back down at 7 PM because demand charges are lower. So yeah, you can do all that stuff. And then, also, a good idea would be if you're like are kind of initially putting it out there as a customer acquisition thing, you can make it free at first. And then if it starts getting crowded, people are abusing the free charger and like <laughs> utilization is too high, you can start charging some fees for that to kind of deter people from using it. So there's yeah. I mean, there's just so many options with pricing. And I think that that overwhelms people too because there are it's not just a or b <laughs> yeah There's so many options well you i mean you brought up a really interesting point like it's actually something i i've never thought about when it comes to gas prices a lot of that's out of like out of people's control right. like obviously the gas station i i mean like i don't know too much about how like gas prices are set but i know there's so many outside factors to that yeah um obviously you know what we're seeing right now but when it comes to electricity, I think a lot of people are just like, oh, I, I can control that. Like, I can control that cost. Yeah. Which that would, I mean, that kind of like, I was like, oh my God, you're right. Like, I didn't <laughs> think about that. <laughs> yeah. And I mean, you're still paying, like, I mean, you're still paying your utility for the um, for the charging cost um, or for the electricity cost to charge vehicles. And then usually the charge, whoever's operating the charger will then pay you back for any usage. That's, I think that's typically how it works. Um, the other thing I wanted to bring up, cause I, I mean, I used to work at a utility, so I, I kind of know that, that side of it as well with electricity. Mm -hmm. The great thing about electricity is it is significantly less volatile than, uh, than gas prices. Um, I mean, the price of a barrel of oil changes like every 15 minutes or something, right? Yep. Um, like it's crazy how it's like the stock, um, <laughs> it's going up and down and it's all over the place, which can be kind of bad if you're budgeting too because like what if gas shoots up and now you're paying 400 bucks a month instead of 200 bucks a month on gas like if you've got a tight budget already like that that can cause some issues yeah for sure <laughs> um but with electricity the nice thing is um it's generally a pretty set rate 
And then if a utility wants to raise rates or adjust rates, they have to get that approved by, by PUCO. I'm pretty sure it is the public utility commission. Um, basically utilities have to say, okay, we want to raise rates to X amount and here's the investments we're going to make with it and why this raise is justified. So in like a regulated utility, they can't just suddenly raise rates to like, I pay close to 15 cents a kilowatt hour. They can't just like all of a sudden, oh, we're, we've decided it's 30 cents now for, for electricity. <laughs> they have to go get that approved. They have to say, okay, we're raising it for this reason, this reason, this reason. We've got to make significant investments to like improve our infrastructure or whatever. So we are this rate case or this rate change is justified. So interesting. All of that like plays into it a lot, and that's why like your electricity isn't fluctuating all the time. It really only fluctuates based on usage. Why you see that kind of month to month change? So, follow up question for you because <laughs> this is another misconception with EVs is yeah. that a lot of people think that like the grid can't handle you know like an observant amount of electric vehicles yeah. charging. So, to kind of spin off of that question, do you think utilities are going to increase prices of electricity the more EVs get on the grid? It's a good question. Um, we could go about it a few ways, and I feel like this deserves its own episode too of like, <laughs> can the grid handle EVs? Because it, it is a complicated question. Um, the simple answer is yes, it can. Um, and there's a couple of reasons for that. Like the issues with significant load on the grid there's issues when there's swings in the load so like if you've got this huge increase all of a sudden or you've got this huge drop off all of a sudden mm -hmm. that causes issues um and then you've also got that peak load as well so like we've got obviously a peak load that all our generators can match and like can hit but then if we go above that that's what happens like in Texas when all that stuff started clicking off because they literally like they ran out of <laughs> they ran out of capacity. They couldn't generate any more electricity. So that's that's why you start having those blackouts and start having issues with that is when the grid is truly like overloaded. So there's a couple ways to kind of compensate for that. The best way, which kind of relates back to pricing, is my challenge or my request for utilities is to pass like EV specific rates that have lower cost charging overnight um, so that we don't have those big swings in electricity and we never go above that peak load. So like if you've, if you looked at like a load graph of, of, uh, of uh, electricity usage throughout the day, like it, it kind of gets higher in the evening as people are coming home and then it drops off when everybody goes to bed. So we're, we're, overnight we're really not in any worry of hitting that peak load right because <laughs> yeah. most stuff yeah. is off it's dark outside like most people are asleep which is an excellent opportunity for ev charging because we've got all that extra grid capacity that we could use to charge evs so what i would love for utilities to do is say okay we're going to make charging our electricity significantly cheaper overnight so that if you start charging your ev at 10 p.m instead of when you plug it, like when you get home, <laughs> that, that saves us the utility, a lot of headache of trying to upgrade stuff. <laughs> and yeah. it also like saves yeah. you a headache because it's cheaper to charge overnight. So it's kind of a win-win there and can influence people to charge EVs later at night instead of like right when they get home. So yeah. a lot of ways to go about it. <laughs> I was going to say, I definitely think that deserves a more in-depth episode. Like, yeah. 
getting more into the nitty gritty about it. Yeah. And that's my like yeah. retired utility opinion. I didn't even work on that side of utilities. I was like in engineering, so I didn't really get into that. I just kind of had a high level understanding of it, but I think that'd be cool to have like a utility expert person on here to really dive into that stuff. Cause that would be, yeah. that'd be really yeah. fun. Definitely. Well, if anybody's listening who has that expertise, let us know because we'd definitely. love to have you on the show. <laughs> we've had we've had a couple of people reach out about being on the podcast, and we're definitely like open to anybody. If you've got a if you've got a a good EV related topic or something you feel like you can bring a, a better voice to than we can, because we're not experts on everything, yeah. <laughs> like we're definitely nope. open to that. Definitely not math. Not I mean, not me. <laughs> not me. You much better, but yeah, I'm not. <laughs> I put a whole spreadsheet together for this episode. Yes. Yeah. No, I just did not. But <laughs> as we wrap up this episode, I know that we've asked a lot of questions that I think we should do a uh, story question for uh, our next Spotify post. Okay. Goes with uh, oranges, how many oranges you'll have, how many cars you'll charge, <laughs> all that stuff. <laughs> Solve the math problem. You get a prize. Yes, exactly. <laughs> All right. I think that'll be it for this episode. Um, if you got anything else to add to the conversation, as always, drop a comment below or uh, or reach out to us on social media. Love to hear from you. So thanks for your listening. And living the electric life. Yes. <laughs> yes. I got that in. <laughs>